Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Weekly Podcast, some of the best bits from this week's shows. Now, of course, oh, yeah. the week was dominated by one major event. And considering you're well, a Chelsea I've forgotten fan, it already. Yeah, considering... <laughs> I don't mean the FA Cup, I mean the Royal Wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, because uh, you did very much focus on the Royal Wedding, Andy. You, I, get, you, well, you, thought, you, said, you talked more about that this week than the FA Cup. I actually preferred the Royal Wedding to the Cup Finals. Yes. Yeah. But there you go. So you'll get Andy's uh, thoughts and mine as well on the Royal Wedding. I bet you can't wait. Uh, and indeed, <laughs> the FA Cup is slightly more bitter and twisted, as you can imagine, even though he won. That's right. Um, 180 cows invaded uh, a football pitch in Guernsey. Yes, so we, we did something on it, didn't we? We did. We spoke to uh, somebody. We got an eyewitness report. I put a reportage. <laughs> yeah. uh, Martin Kellner last Friday was as good as he oh, always, always is good. with a week as sport on TV. Form, yeah. We had uh, a bona fide star come into the studio. Yes. James Bay, yeah, singer really... and Newcastle fan. Yeah, football fan, a very nice guy. Lovely fella. Hmm. So uh, that's just the flavour of some of the stuff you're going to hear. flavour. And afterwards, got a little bit of added value for you. Fred Truman, F.S. Truman, the the legend, uh, made a song um, called "It Simply Isn't Cricket." <laughs> yeah, it's marvelous, and we like it. So we're uh, we're going to bring it to you. Yeah, we uh, might even sing along with it. We could do. Yeah, join in the chorus yourselves. But anyway, listen to this first. It's important for, for clubs to, to win trophies, of course it is. But, you know, having sort of had a go at Arsenal for the last few years of going over-celebrating the FA Cup after not doing particularly well in the league, it's hard, you know, being yeah. hypocritical. Let me start. ask you the question that always gets asked. Where would you have, what would you have rather done? Finished in the top four in the Champions League or won the FA Cup? Top four. No doubt about it, No Tom. doubt about it. Keeps players, attracts players. The Champions League is much better than the Europa League. The Europa League messes you up. Um, and also, there's a way of winning the cup final. You know, it was a joyless experience. Mm. You know, I know some fans, of course, you're pleased you've won and yeah. you, you celebrate that. But as you're sitting there watching this, you're just thinking, and I, we weren't the only ones. I mean, there were a lot of fans around us going, what is this? You know, what are these tactics? You know, change, change it, do something. Do something. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've never known a manager sit on his hands like this guy. And, you know, people have had a go at William and said, oh, he should never have done that. Well, you should point out what he's done if you've missed it. Uh, he's, he can't he's, have missed it. Well, he, but he sent out a picture of everybody celebrating. But over the manager, he's put three FA Cups stacked on top of each other. So he's basically cut him out of the picture. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I absolutely don't blame him. He's been treated appallingly by the manager. He's one minute in the cup final, it's an insult. This is a bloke that's, you know, in the Brazil team that's probably going to win the World Cup. You know, he's a very, very good player. And I mm. think he's been treated appallingly by the manager. And I don't blame him for not being particularly excited. Um... You know, I saw Michael Gove and his boy at half time sitting in the normal seats. I was quite surprised. Is he a Chelsea fan? Yeah, he must be, yeah. Right, sitting okay. with a hoi polloi. Like in us. the normal seats. Yeah, well, you know, yeah. I thought he might be in the posh bits. Oh, yeah, he, he would have thought yeah. so. I was quite tempted to go up to him and sort of let him have it, but I decided I'd better not. Okay, and yeah. uh, <laughs> it would be wrong on Cup Final <laughs> it Day. It would be it? really, yeah. absolutely. And uh, for Conte to say, though, he said the reason, one of the reasons why we didn't finish in the top four this year is because we've been far too open. Mm. You know, we, oh yeah, we're really open against City in yeah. both games. Tremendous. Leicester home. Why so open? I mean, I've not heard from Conte one thing where he said, I got things wrong. I made a mistake. Mm. 
And people tell me that he did celebrate with the players. I couldn't see it. Personally, I couldn't see him. Ce- I saw him celebrating with the staff. Yeah. But I didn't see him celebrating with the players. I don't know. It's clear there's a, you know, there's a definite, you know, f- fallout between him and the players. You can tell by mm. Cahill's interview afterwards. You can tell by Hazard's interview afterwards. They're not enjoying playing like this. Who wants to play football? You know, it's not about entertainment. Football isn't, you know, that's the wrong word. It's not, you know, it's not showbiz. But it, it should be joy. Joyful. Mm. It should be something that you know players play with us. You know that feel that they love playing. Yeah. This is a great privilege to play this game. Well, it's and unlikely, I, and I just didn't think that was a joyful. It's not been a joyful season, and that wasn't a joyful experience on Saturday. He's, he's not going to get sacked because the man that needs to sack him, of course, can't get into the country. So Conte must have a mate in the visa office. That's all you can think. I mean, I'm, I was thinking. I wonder if it is a, like a Spurs fan or or an Arsenal fan at the well, visa you, office. Well, they think you'd bring it down to. <laughs> well, it is. I'd like to check. I'd like. I'd like it to be known that the person isn't a football fan who's who's causing this. Oh right. But in the end, I can't see really that you know. Oh look, it's a very political thing, and maybe they won't give him a visa. But you know, he's planning to build this stadium. I th- I th- it's going to provide work th- for a lot of people. I think it's an oversight, Andy. I don't think. I, th- no. I wouldn't worry too much about it. I'd be more worried about Conte saying this. The real situation of this club is that we have to play strong defensively if you want to win a trophy or get in the Champions League. So if he does stay, it may be more of the same next year. It would be because that's what he believes in. He, yeah. he, said, I he, can't, said, that. he said, I can't change my yeah. ideas of football. Mm. You know, uh, you just left with the feeling that it, here it's Mourinho and Conte. They're like dinosaurs in the way that, you know, Klopp, Pep, Poch, and various other people around Europe are playing football and mm. approaching football. This old counter-attack, very solid blocks, be defensive. First goal's everything. If you get it, you probably win the game. If you don't, you won't win the game. And, you know, all right, that works. It works for a long time. It's worked for Mourinho for his career. It's worked for Conte for his career. But my contention is I think football's moved on. Mm. And, you know, it's not great to watch. So. It was worrying watching Rashford. We'll talk about this oh, with Paul. Yeah. He looks like a broken man, doesn't he? And which it... Which is not great. I mean, really. I thought, I thought, I mean with a lot of how bad we were. I thought United in the first half. Oh, no, they, they were pre- terrible. They were pathetic. Yeah. The ball movement is so slow. You know, it's just, it, it's really poor. But, you know, I cannot criticise a team like Huddersfield when my own team's game plan was basically the same. Mm. You know, what was the difference between the way Huddersfield played at Chelsea at the bridge the end of the, and the way we played on Saturday? Yeah. Really. Got, I yep, couldn't got see Got the goal and defended. That's it. You know. The difference is we kept them. We did actually win the game. Yeah, and they defended well. To be fair to Rudiger, uh, Cahill, and Aspilicueta, who again showed how good they were as a three. They'd won five games in a row, and then he decided to change it. Mm. So I've not heard any time of him saying I shouldn't have changed that back three against um, Huddersfield. That yeah. was a big mistake. You know, he's this for, according to this guy, he's made no mistakes all season. It's all down to the players, all down to the club not backing him. Well, come on, you know that is just not true. Plainly not true. So, um, so do you going to have a big night? Did you go to the party afterwards with the players? <laughs> no, I didn't. Never bothered. No, go I on didn't. for the dinner. No, I didn't go to the dinner. Oh, what a great show! No, I think I watched uh, Motti, the full Motti, which was very enjoyable. Yeah, actually, I came home and watched a lot of the the game. You know, I watched a lot of the highlights to have a look at it. You certainly watched a lot of the um, royal wedding. I uh, did because oh. so you've made extensive notes. So we'll we'll bring those <laughs> to you a little bit later on. <laughs> I also played Royal Wedding Bingo. I was oh, yeah. Very excited. I got Arthur Edwards saying Princess Diana would have been so proud. And he, in fact, did say that. So, you know, I'm quite happy. You didn't have that. a little punt on it with Paddy, no? <laughs> no. <laughs> what a great shame. And uh, But it was, wasn't it? A lo- wasn't it a lovely day? Wasn't it a lovely wedding? Well, it, yes, it, it, it was. I think it was. Yeah. You know, yeah, people you, are very you, you, sort of cynical about it all, but I thought it was very nice. Good. Well, okay. Well, we'll come back to that later on and tell us how nice you thought it was. Now, um, <laughs> Daisy May Cooper, the writer and uh, co-writer and the co-star Swindon of, of this country, she she was a big piece in the papers at the weekend, Saturday papers in yeah. the Times, talking about the experience and, and her kind of... And the outfit, she got one of the worst dressed uh, from the Daily Mail, and she was really chuffed with that because <laughs> uh, uh, Swindon outfit. But I thought she, it was rather nice. But it was a nice, it was a really nice piece, and she had some great stories. And one of them, I thought, might lead the listeners on to something because it could be sporting or otherwise. Um, she was talking about her dad, and uh, she said, uh, "My dad is a total narcissist. He used to play Mr. Tambourine Man on his guitar, and then tell his children he'd written it." I remember hearing it on the radio and saying someone stolen my dad's song. So sometimes you should never believe your parents. And uh, we were chatting yesterday. My missus reminded me that um, when she was about five, six years old, 
she was doing some work from school and her dad said, oh, what are you doing there? He said, oh, it's um, about Julius Caesar. And he said, oh, yeah, I know him. <laughs> he drinks in... He drinks in the pub I, I, yeah. on the. But like you believe it, you know, yeah. Julius Caesar drinks in the pub. On you're clearly thinking it's wrong, but if your dad tells you it's true, you believe it. My mate told me his dad played for Portsmouth, but he was a hairdresser. It wasn't true. <laughs> well, you can be a hairdresser and play for Portsmouth. Well, I, think I know so. quite a lot of hairdressers who play for Spurs over the years. And then he also said he was there during the Great Fire of London tour. But you know, you believe your parents. You're a kid. You, yeah, you know, that's right. So yeah. she goes into school and says, "Oh yeah, my dad was at the Great Fire of London, and he knows Julius Caesar as well." That's unfair. So, uh, yeah, I mean, great lies your parents told you. Within reason, let's not get Mm. too dark on this. Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport. It's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, uh, we talked about the FA Cup. There was another big event this weekend. It was the Royal Wedding. Andy was at the FA Cup. But before that, he sat down with his notebook and his pen to basically, as if he was watching a football match, to basically create and and create notes on the Royal Wedding. So, Andy, what what have you got? Uh, Well, basically, they're just quotes, the little things that happened during the morning's coverage. Okay, Uh, I I was with ITV because... Wow, that was bold. Well, I decided Mm. to because uh, our producer's sister, our assistant producer's sister, Bryony Gordon, who was a guest on the show recently, she was was on with ITV, so I thought I'd stick with it. So you stuck with it, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think you've got the same level of, you know, sort of daftness. From <laughs> well, you've got to talk. Well, it's great. I, I do I, have a sympathy for these I people. Had a, I'd add to the guess that not as many people watch it on the Beeb, uh, which means that this is all, this is virgin yeah. territory for you, Andy. But I'm sure it was the same sort of stuff. I mean, yeah. And basically, we saw a shot of a car and they're going, is she wearing a tiara? Can we see into the car? Can we get a glimpse of the neckline of the dress? Thinking, we'll see it in about five minutes. Don't worry about yeah, it. You that's know, right. You know I mean? <clears throat> Can Spe- you not wait five minutes? <laughs> Speculation on the dress is running riot. Not at our place, it wasn't. Okay. Um, it might be Stella McCartney. It wasn't. Okay. <laughs> I've then written... They I all... thought it was Meghan Markle. <laughs> Surely Stella McCartney's I'm spoken sure for. They said, the Queen has come from a hotel where she's been staying overnight. I thought, what, a premier inn? <laughs> <laughs> the Queen can't have been staying in a hotel. She lives in Windsor Castle. Yeah. She can't. It must be Megan. I must Travel have mis- lodge. I must have misheard that. Uh, as a historian, somebody was asked, "What are you making of the day?" And the answer was, "Uh, ah, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I've then written, "Strong bladder required," which is true, really, because pe- some people. Oh yes, yeah, a long day. Two hours, especially someone know, yeah. like Tins and Will Greenwood and all these boys. <laughs> That's they, right. Yeah. They probably had a bit of a liquid breakfast. You I don't want to do that. They would have just. That would be a very. Zara great. saying, "Where's Mike?" And he's, he's you know, there's <laughs> he five or six rugby players in the bar about quarter eleven. <laughs> so yeah, so I reckon they they would have found that difficult. Really, everybody leaning towards their TVs now, trying to capture a glimpse of the dress. Yeah. Well, I'm not. <laughs> well, I mean, you're sitting there watching it. Don't start being cynical now. You've gained three hours of your life to No, it. that's what my wife said to me. Yeah. She said to me, I can't believe you're doing this. I was looking forward to watching it Yeah, you sucked all the joy of it Yeah, but her. then she said, I've got some notes from what she said. She said she didn't like Harry's hair. She said it was like an orange Brillo pad. That so, was her exact words. So you're as bad as other, you two. I think lip readers enjoy the wedding the most. Cause yeah. That's what you want to do. It's a bit like the sound of sport. There was some good lip yeah. reading, wasn't there? I noticed that. Uh, yeah. At one point they said, here's the Queen. It was Prince Charles. I thought, well, that's not great, really. <laughs> And, one day. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, do, well, oh, Jamie yeah. wonders whether you did your impressions over the top of the wedding like match of the day. No, I didn't. So when uh, Meghan and Harry were doing their vows... Oh, you want to hear my... You uh, come in... My preacher. It's fantastic. Uh, no, I don't, Andy. <laughs> I really do don't that. want to hear that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I, I was quite impressed... <laughs> I didn't do any of it. I was quite impressed with the, mm. uh, the society party planner who put the evening together. Oh, yeah. Uh, he arranged... He'd also arranged uh, William mm. and Kate's uh, doing Pippa Middleton's wedding. Uh, through his uh, company, and uh, his name is Alexander Seamus Fitzgibbons. Really? And I don't know if he's on the bins. I don't know if he oh, does. A, if he's on the bins generally, and he just does a bit of party planning in his spare time. But I'm, I'm, I'm probably guessing <laughs> probably not. Probably not. I'd no. say. And uh, what else? They said uh, remarkable pictures of the Queen. Yes, remarkable. A 93-year-old woman in a car. <laughs> Wasn't that remarkable, really? Honestly. This is not what I expected. You said, what? Well, you were sitting there an hour ago, Sam. What a lovely day. Wasn't it a joyful day? And so you've sat there sneering at it now for two hours no. on ITV. Have it's you? a lovely combination of godchildren and friends of the bride when they saw the, you know, the yeah. bride. Well, what else could it have been? Complete strangers. Yeah. <laughs> and then they said, there's a train. I thought, of course there is. It's a wedding dress. And then they said... What nerve! This is about Meghan Markle. What nerve to ascend those steps? What do you want to do? Crawl up them? <laughs> I don't know what they wanted. It's fantastic. Uh, Prince Charles, George there holding hands with, and then there was a connection. 
Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a good moment, I know. isn't it? It's, it's, yeah. it's fantastic, isn't it? I'll tell you what, Johnny, yeah. rugby league man. Oh, um, yeah, I do really. Yeah. Can, can we, we're going to, we have to wait. Okay, we have to wait for, hold that because he was watching Magic Weekend. Oh, yeah. But he still found, uh, he still found time to look at the wedding first. <laughs> you know, Harry, Harry found yeah. that's marvellous. So, okay. Oh, yeah, I did say one point to my wife. Can you stop pausing? It will be here till five o'clock. She kept pausing it to look at, like the ex, someone's dress or this one walking in. Wow. So, you know, so we did sort of delay the, you know. We and were... you had to get to the cup final, didn't you? <laughs> oh. I bet you wish you hadn't bothered now. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Hawksby and Jacobs, uh, more fallout from the wedding, a bit more uh, football chat, of course, as well. More of your text emails uh, on uh, uh, untruths you've been told by your parents. Uh, thank you for all of those this afternoon. Um, Rob says, my dad told me when I was about four that if you made a sandwich and cut it in half, corner to corner, rather than across the middle, you had less crusts on each piece. A few years later, I realised the truth. Even now, I still can't decide how to slice a sandwich. So you damage, Rob. That's what your dad did to you. <laughs> to apologise. Listen to the Hawksby and Jacob Show live every Monday to Friday afternoon from 1. Broadcasting across the UK on DAB Digital Radio. Online at TalkSport.com or via the TalkSport app. Good afternoon, it's uh, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport, and that music, of course, it's Baba Brooks, isn't it, Martin? Mm, it certainly is. Baba Brooks Band and Girlstown, and he's sitting in Trinidad or Tobago at the moment, uh, <laughs> counting his royalties. Mm. I'm sure he is, yeah, yeah. He, he must love the us. The only royalties he gets. I play it sometimes uh, overnights on yeah. uh, Talk Radio, so he gets a few bubbles. It'd be nice if you play the hour think, version. I'm going to think he's sitting there in Trinidad or Tobago, and a little check, so someone in post he winds up and he, and he thinks. Nice. Thank you very much, Martin. Thanks for looking out for me. 25p. 25p. So, um, what have you been watching in the world of sport on TV this week? I saw an absolutely brilliant documentary. Again, I'm afraid it's 30 for 30, but I've got them. um, It's on a series link on BT, so Mm. I I, I get it all the time. You get them all, don't you? Uh, I do. Uh, This one was called Fantastic Lies, and it was Mm. the case. I don't know whether you're familiar with the case. It was a a big case at the time. Uh, Duke University. They had this. uh, You've seen it, have you? The lacrosse team had this party they, they rented a house in the town yeah and they had a party which which went a bit riotous as these sort of frat party things do mm-hmm. and uh, somebody claimed they hired an exotic dancer and she claimed uh, to have been sexually assaulted now the da and this in american justice it's always amazed me and it seems such a bad system that these people have to run for office so he's running for office uh, as the DA, and he gets to try this case. And, the, I mean, there's so many great conflicts in it, because there's race in it, and then there's the town gown thing, hmm. which is always interesting. I worked at Oxford for a while. I might have told you this before. Um, when I was a, a cub reporter, yeah. there wasn't a lot to report on in the cubs, actually. So I, did a, <laughs> I did other stuff as well. Boy gets, uh, boy <laughs> gets another badge. Yeah, Pictures at 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But when I was a young reporter, I was working for the uh, Oxford Mail, hmm. um, and Another story I may have told here was um, my dad always used because I dropped out of university, mm. uh, went to work for the Oxford Mail, and my dad always used to say to his pals, he said, "I can't stay longer. My son's home from Oxford for the weekend." <laughs> but, uh, always got great, um, yeah. what uh, Jewish people would call nachos from yeah. that. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, uh, so it's a town versus gown, but mm. it's more than that because there's a racial element as well. It, you know, it's a black girl, and, and he knows there's lots of black votes the uh, DA so he tries the case and completely ignores all the he was so keen to get the brownie points and get the votes by sending these three three lacrosse players were and they're the poshest of the posh Mm. obviously they're playing lacrosse Mm. um so he does anything in his power to get these people convicted. You've seen the documentary. Actually, sorry, I saw another one about Duke. I thought you were going to talk about the one with Christian Leitner, which is another. It's a different thing, story. Yeah, different yeah. one. So I haven't seen that one. So no. I'll it sounds very good. Well I, worth. I was watching last night Doc and Daryl by Judd Apatow. Because oh, I thing, love Judd Apatow. That's the thing about these thirty for thirty. You know this, Paul, but yeah. they, they, they are directed by people like Spike Proper Lee. Yeah. That was the whole idea to give these top film directors a chance to sort of indulge. Their love yeah. of sports with these documentaries. Precisely, and it's stuff they're passionate about. It was Marina Zenovich who 
uh, is quite a well-known documentary director who directed this one, Fantastic Lies. But the uh, you know the cross team mm. were the, the the absolute elite. You know, good-looking guys. They were the jocks and everything. So people could believe it. It's the sort of thing. And this got a bit riotous. And um, it, one of the exotic dancers that they'd hired for I think about four hundred dollars seemed a bit excessive to me. But that's beside the point. You can get yours cheaper, <laughs> do you? Yeah, much, if ever I want to hire, I sometimes hire an exotic dancer overnight on really? talk radio <laughs> yeah. just to keep me awake. To, yeah, to that's be right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it helps. But anyway, they. They'd hired these couple of uh, exotic dancers, and uh, this guy was so convinced mm. that they well, not even convinced they do it, but he convinced the town and all the journos. The journos got it all completely wrong, and that's wow. another thing about uh, America and, and in Britain to an extent these days. You know, in the old days, you would be so careful. I mean, when I first started as a reporter in the 1930s, <laughs> you, you'd be so careful yeah. that you never named and never put details in the paper. Uh, Anyway, he ignored a lot of DNA evidence. These people, fortunately, were rich enough and powerful enough to get lawyers. So they all had lawyers. And one of these young lawyers was almost the hero because he went through the DNA evidence and obviously discovered there was no DNA at all oh. to um, you know, to connect them with these lacrosse players. And eventually they got off. And the, and the, and the good thing, they got off because they didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, and... Nothing happened at this party. Nothing happened apart from a lot of um, lacrosse players getting a little bit drunk and uh, being a bit boisterous. Wow. But, uh, it sounds know, very good. I was checking that. Just remind us what it's called. It's, it's called Fantastic Lies. Fantastic Lies. Which is a quote from one of the three who they interview the parents of yeah. the people. Um, and there's a little bit at the end I won't tell you, but it, which tells you what happened to all sure. the people. But um, have you haven't watched anybody watched Paterno yet? Which is a story. It's Joe Paterno. Barry Levinson's directed it. Al Pacino's playing Joe Paterno, who's the famous yeah. uh, college football coach who uh, was dismissed because there was a, a Penn a, State a sex it? abuse scandal. Mm. Penn State. That's yeah. right. But they've just made it with. Um, the film I think on Joe or something. He was a Sky big Atlantic at the moment figure, with yeah. with Al Pacino playing Joe Patel. Oh right, so it's a new one. It's a new one. No, yeah, it's available to watch at the moment on. That's a drama. On Sky though, Atlantic. That, that, it a is a drama, but it, it looks yeah. it does look very good. Yeah. Good yeah. cast. I have yeah. to say, I do, I don't know. I do love documentaries these days. Mostly, mm. if I go to the cinema now, it's to go and see see a documentary. <laughs> yeah, really. But just, the sports documentary genre we've talked about this. It's fantastic. Brilliant the way it's grown, and we we both seen the one that you haven't seen, which we love. The rugby league one, yeah, water splash. Water splash yeah, I should have watched that. Check that yeah, out. Very good. Yeah. I did say to Paul that there were three uh, lead Super League players in Neighbours this week: Ryan Hall, Callum Watkins, and Stevie Ward made a little cameo appearance. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, for go. any particular reason. Well, I was no, they, not really. A few months know. ago, when they were probably over, for, was, were they over there for the for the game? Yes. Did Leeds go over there? This did Leeds go? Leeds over? did go they over did, there. Yeah, it was yeah. a, a world, the World Club. Thing. Yeah, the World Leeds, Club Challenge. Thing, Leeds yeah. played, Wigan played, and I think Hull played. Yeah, as so well. they were probably there. They thought, oh, we yeah. just pop up in neighbours. Mm. Andy's right. that's Andy's dream when yeah. he goes over, it'd be standing there in Lasseter's, staring into the camera. You know, the old when we used to watch the FA Cup in the old days. Yeah, it was always how they got there. Yeah, and it'd be a very quick whirl through all the goals. There was quite a good how they got their show on the BBC the okay. other night which was which was really nice and they had the fans from they took the whole story of the of, of the cup if you like starting mm. from uh, the first round right the way through um, and they had the fans so they had uh, you know they had various little groups of fans from each team each round that they uh, spotlighted mm. and I thought it was interesting the Chelsea fans uh, were three ladies who lunch and the, the Chelsea <laughs> fans they had those what do you call those things that you put afternoon tea on the sandwiches on one oh yeah i know that kind of yeah the plates on there is a work yeah Yeah. that's a very good point it's cropped up in crosswords from time to time crossroads okay Um, (laughs) no not cropped up in crossroads (laughs) tarby's star bar do you remember that do you remember that i mean fa cup final day used to be i mean people young people won't remember this but it used to be like super bowl it was a big day. I'd invite people over. For, we'd have a big barbecue. We'd, mm. we'd, we'd watch the whole day, how they got there and when you on were the kid, coach. And did you, you used know. to play it in the street when you were a kid, play the cup final before? But, well, yes, we did play before yeah. and after. When you were but, but I wonder if there'll be, because of the Royal Wedding, whether people will make a day of it and then... Uh, it I mean, could be. Stick I, I mean, I think if the cup final... Imagine the state people will be in. If they've final, got their half 11, they've had their first beer or glass of wine at half 11. By the end of the football match, old Nan will be face down in the flower bed, won't you, if you have a barbecue? 
absolutely. I, th- yeah. I think it's. I think it will work well for the cup final. Mm. You know, at five fifteen on a Saturday, usually you'd say, uh, well, you know, especially the weather's nice. Mm. You'd think, well, I might watch, I might not watch. You're there, presumably. We are you? going, yeah. Yeah. Although I said to Paul, my son said to me, I said, like, what time were we meeting? He went, oh, blimey, I forgot we were in the final. Was on. Now, that's, a, that's the, how it's got now. Yeah. It's, it's, it isn't the same thing anymore. You, yeah. you can kid yourself that it, people will say, oh, it's a trophy, it's this, that and the other. But it's not the same. It just isn't. No, it, well, it, but it's not been the same for a number of years. No. But anyway, it was, a, it was a nice little documentary. I said, the thing about the BBC now, when you talk about the FA Cup, yeah. because they make it this sort of folksy thing, ever since the BBC sort of got it back, um, and they um, they they believe you've got to have poems. You've got to have a poem. Have you've a poem. got to have a northern poet, possibly with a beard yeah. and a duffel coat. Yeah, doing uh, doing a poem. Or Eddie Butler reading it. Or Eddie Butler reading the yeah. poem. So yeah. we we got all the rhyme. It was a good show, I have to say. But we got all the rhyming couplets. Every glory has its story. And I thought, blimey, <laughs> I could write that. <laughs> so were, I wonder if they know that Markle rhymes with sparkle because they could do that as well. Yeah. Well, for, does it for, rhyme with anything else? No. No. Um, okay. Um, that's no. basically it. It rhymes with. That's so, have you, have you spotted and anything else, Martin? All sorts of stuff this yeah. week. Um, I don't know whether you're familiar with the Crankworks. No, no. Crankworks. It sounds like a like a restaurant in Shoreditch. Yeah, it, it does. It does a bit, uh, yeah. But it's not. It was on, um, you know me, I love the 422 Free Sports Channel. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Sports, Who are still running Transworld Sport. Still That's a great I, show. I, I, yeah, I'll tell you what they don't do. They don't do the sports news that they used to, which mm. was all out of date. I think yeah, we were yeah. talking about that mm. last week. Um, but uh, Crankworks is... Uh, cycling on a motocross course, right? Uh, so it's it's sort of like extreme cycling. So yeah. the cycle race is almost like, um, you know, the old motorbike uh, motocross that yeah. used to be on the tape. Dave sure. Bickers, yeah, <laughs> nice. that, that's <laughs> that one. Yeah. Um, but they had one of these from um, New Zealand, from the lovely town of Rotorua. Rotorua, oh, lovely, yeah, yeah. Rotorua. Have you been to Rotorua? No, I've never I've been to New Zealand. Yeah. yeah, no, I've not been either. No, I've never been to New Zealand. Either. So we all said it like we, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Great nights in a place I've never been to. It's in the Bay of Pl- <laughs> it's in the Bay of Plenty region, yeah. uh, North Island. Very very nice. I'm Producer's been there. Oh yeah, obviously. Yeah. I'm trying to part Kiwi. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm trying to crawl around the Australians and the New Zealanders because they're some of the few people who are around at one o'clock in the morning. So when, when you're on your tour, that's, that's, that's their master breakfast show for them, is it, or that the other is, way around? That is the no, no lunch uh, lunch time. It's show. sort of mid morning lunchtime yeah. show. It's wow, uh, yeah, you're huge in Rotorua. They love you. Mid morning they got a statue of you. Yeah, but it's um, <clears throat> what they do is at the end of it, rather like uh, the jungle, they um, they crown the queen of crankworks. Ah. Just to seem are the queen of crankworks and the king of crankworks. Yeah. So you have a king and a queen. That's lovely, rather, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's so fitting with a royal wedding yeah. tomorrow <laughs> that you brought it to. Now, I think we've run out of time, we Martin. Again, I know. Yeah, yeah. You might save got, it for tonight. You've got time. Yeah, <laughs> this is extra material for your show uh, overnight on talk. Radio on one DAB. One AM. One AM. Yeah. <laughs> one AM. Um, and uh, yeah, I've now, got a podcast as well. You have got a podcast, got a podcast which podcast. you do with your daughter. Yes, it's called Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Yeah, and uh, people can download it, can't they? they can it's very good. I, I think it's great. Yeah, well, I'm you know, really pleased it. with it as well. She's yeah. uh, she's getting more feisty as we, you know, yeah, the more getting... we do. She she has a go at me on a regular basis. Has it affected your relationship off air? Off air, we have no relationship. It's just, it's just on air, but she's. we were discussing whether I was a gammon or not. Have you heard all this gammon Oh, yeah, stuff? the gammon stuff. And she yeah, says yeah. I'm pretty bit of a gammon. You're too, you're too Jewish to be gammon. <laughs> well, I, well, I'm salt beef. Actually, somebody who's actually been to Rotorua says it stinks. Really? Uh, thanks to the Sulphur Springs. It smells like rotten eggs, says Macca, who oh. was there doing the uh, All Blacks. Uh, That's our Macca. Lions talk. Of course it is. I know it is. Yeah, I know it's you our Macca. someone, you said. No, well, like someone who's been there, yeah, I sorry, said. Been there, yeah. Uh, yeah, not Ura- someone. And of course, Uranus <laughs> smells of sulphur. Did you know Uranus smells oh, of sulphur? Yeah, what, are what are we five? What are we five? I'm not going to say yours doesn't give you the satisfaction. <laughs> Thank you, Martin. We'll see you next You're very week. welcome. Martin Kelly there with a week of sport on TV. Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Andy Goldstein is back with a sports bar with Jason tonight. At Tim was listening there to you go through the Royal Wedding and he said mm. maybe you should have got a royalist to give his notes on the cup final. Probably be the same as Andy's on the wedding. <laughs> no, Slightly I love sneery the and cynical, you know. No, no, I love it. I mean, we, we both love it. But, uh, you know, I'm just talking about how we reacted when we yeah. saw it. 
I mean, there was a lot. I mean, they had to fill a lot of hours. Well, of course they did. Uh, I did. I, I did mean, preface my comments. With yeah. That. I mean, yeah, at least kind of ITV and and uh, and the BBC kind of went mm. off air after three hours. I mean, Sky had to keep going. <laughs> Imagine you're on Sky <laughs> having to string that out for twenty four seven. It was really. I loved the choir. I loved the choir singing "Stand by Me." I thought there were yeah. some really terrific things. That, I thought the Queen looked more miserable than Victoria Beckham at times, which yeah. was not great, really. Yeah. And Lord Vesty was there. That was the great news. Was he? Did he have Lord, his own box? He didn't have his own box, but uh, also the spectacularly named the best name. Lord Vesty had probably had a fiver on her. Silver Tree. There was a woman there called Silver Tree. Really? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. My money, lads, on Silver, Silver Tree. Tree. 5.15 at Chump. Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now, you, you are a Newcastle fan. They're offered to you a boy, but a Newcastle fan, so why? I know, that, and there's, there are close, there are clubs close to home there that, that I should potentially support. But mm. I, was, I was five or six years old and football was the, the greatest thing. Me and my brother were both big football fans. And Alan Shearer was the greatest player in the world at mm. the time. And, and, and still in my heart. <laughs> and, and, still in, and still in many people's hearts. And he um, he just saw, he was signing for Newcastle at that time. And he was obviously doing great things for uh, England as well. And he'd done brilliant things, obviously, at Blackburn. Um, and, yeah, that was it. I was like, well, who does Shearer play for? And I know that's a bit that's particularly romantic, but it's it's just it, I was a little kid, and it, and yeah. it sort of the whole this Newcastle. But you stuck with them. It's it swept me off my feet a bit, and I have stuck with them. And I, I you know, I find um, I like the I like the drama. I like the ups and downs. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's and it's and rec- very recently we're back in a better spot, and it's like you know there's a there's definitely some some improvements need to be made going forward. You know, at the club and and the, the way that it's run and all of that, but. Um, if we, as long as we can hold on to the the wonderful <clears throat> Rafa Benitez and 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 he can work his magic further, then you need a couple of platinum sellers. You can buy the club. Yeah, yeah yes, please. You just, you now you're talking. Off of Mike Ashley. <laughs> now we're talking. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have that. Uh, Ian, the Arsenal fan's been in touch. He said, "I've just turned the radio on and uh, listening to James." He said, "I've got to be honest. When I first heard it, didn't know it was." I thought it was Gareth Southgate, and I thought, blimey, I never knew Gareth had so much <laughs> musical ability. That's great. That's fine. I'm sure Gareth would love that. I think, uh, <laughs> I think depending on how he does, does at the World Cup, I will yeah. later I will go on to say that was an honour. That, uh, yeah, that, that you that were confused for Gareth. Well, they're listening to talk sport. They have a right. Uh, somebody else has said it. Matt from Swindon. It's not It's not struck me. Oh, I, no one's ever said this to you is before. Is that two people who think I sound like two Gareth Two people okay. think yeah. you sound like Gareth Well, Southgate. congratulations, Gareth. That's great. I think, uh, you know, he's, he's, <laughs> they might use you during the World during Cup. During the World Cup, James, we'll call you up and tell you talk us through the game. I could just do the pep talks down the phone. You were telling us in the break that you played against Jack Wilshire, played against? 
against or with him? Uh, I played against him. He played for uh, right. one of the local schools yeah. in our town, Hitchin. We both grew up in. in, in so when you were like sort of ten years old, and he, yeah, absolutely. And I'll be, I'll be as honest, and you'd all expect me to say this. It's, it's true. He absolutely rinsed everybody on the pitch. Yeah. He was, he was really fantastic. Was he? Was already at Arsenal at that stage? Was he? Oh, he was either at Luton or Arsenal. Oh, right, he started. Okay. I believe I've heard he started at Luton and quickly went to Arsenal. Mm. And he was. I think he quickly went there, and he, he was amazing. He was amazing. Player. So you still play? Me now, yeah. I do I, so, once a week. I try and play a seven-a-side game. You have to be careful, um, I suppose. Sort of. I guess I so, but I don't. I love it too. Are delighted, aren't they? No, you can't live your life. <sighs> well, I Thank know, you. but you know, you're about to go on tour, aren't you? And you, you know, yeah, uh, go you, up you, for a header. Andy Carroll here. I put a couple of those in. <laughs> the old elbow no, goes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, you know, I, no, I love it. I absolutely love playing, and I, I try and play as often as I can. I don't always get to play so once a week, and then sometimes I get to play two or three times a week, and I, yeah. I do just love playing. Good Fantastic. Well, uh, we wish you well the album Thank and the you. tour, and it's lovely to meet you awesome. and uh, continued success. I tell you, we're going to. I think that we'll play an oldie. Mm. We're going to play an oldie. Are you still going to play some of the oldies on tour? Absolutely. Right? I've, we've already started this year touring and, and had a great time playing the oldies as well as anyone's. Fantastic. Have you, have you kind of revisited them? I mean, in yeah. light of what you've done, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Sometimes, but sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's um, it's been fun to just more often we've been playing them as as fans knew them yeah. and as fans know them and, and that's a, that creates such an atmosphere it's great excellent uh, I think the listeners will know this one good to see you James thanks for, much great for coming in Thank you. James Bay there Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport there is a new addition uh, to the uh, the Egyptian room at the British Museum have you seen this Andy yes it is a pair of Mo Salah's boots uh, a bit yeah. of a, I'd say a bit of a marketing ploy there by the good people at Adidas. Well, yeah, they're not actually his boots. There would have been a lot. I think they are expecting from him a pair of match-worn boots, which be, you know, they always look better, don't they? We've got a bit of yeah, I, I mud and grass on. I don't think they'll be staying there long. I don't. <laughs> they're only there for put, a week. Yeah, I think this is a little deal, a little drink. A little corporate oh, drink in the hands of the British. <laughs> They're not going to keep a pair of Mo Salah's boots in the Egyptian room, for goodness sake. I um, like the club shop at the British Museum. The museum's keeper of ancient uh, Egypt and Sudan yeah. has said, this acquisition brings the museum's hmm. Egyptian collection right up to date. Oh, come on. Yeah. Come on, Neil. Uh, the boots tell uh, of a modern Egyptian icon performing in the UK with a truly global impact. Well, you can't so, argue with that. You know, it's a beautiful bit of marketing, though. Well done to everybody from, <laughs> it's the, good. from the world of three stripes. But um, mm. yeah, I mean, and I couldn't believe the Sun when they wrote this today. Didn't do all the old. They didn't do. I mean, the Moose has probably already started in the mm. top eleven Egyptian players. Nigel Sphinx and all oh, that. Yeah, they know Nigel Sphinx. So <laughs> no, no, well yeah. done, uh, folks, for <laughs> resisting the temptation. And indeed, do that this afternoon, won't you, listeners? Um, we asked you off the back of Dame Shirley Bassey uh, having a Mount Snowden railway carriage named after, and there she is, Clamberis actually doing the unveiling, looking a bit nonplussed. Um, some of the odd stuff named after celebs you've come across. Uh, Revin Redding says, I want to see Captain Sensible in a pub in Brighton. The day he had a locomotive named after him. He proudly showed me photos of the rail-based vehicle. The rail-based vehicle. And the damned, of course, not Captain Sensible, the plumber. Uh, bus in Nottingham, named after Henry Blofeld. Buses, a lot of buses, obviously. Mm, yeah. Our own Robin Chernoffer had yes. her own bus in Brighton, didn't she? She did, and if you're going to name a bus after anybody, Henry Blofeld's perfect, isn't it's it? Bad. That's right, yeah. Um, so or a pigeon, sense. of course. Oh, <laughs> Who's going to name a pigeon? There's a, a bus that runs from Clitheroe to Bolton <laughs> named Alan Shearer, says Bolton 73. Um, it's not that bus, it's the other buses. Yeah, it's, his name is painted on the front. To be fair, the bus company is based in Blackburn. He says, being a Newcastle fan, it's my bus of choice. Well, he lets yeah. other buses go past. <laughs> He'll stand there in the rain before That's he gets mad. on other buses. <laughs> so keep those coming. Uh, mm. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet J. Weird and wonderful stuff you've encountered that was named after a celebrity. Now, busy Brits, we're all so time poor, aren't we? Time poor. Are cutting corners on personal hygiene to save time in the morning. Really? Yeah, they're failing to wash their hands after visiting the loo, 39%. Gargling mouth wash instead of brushing their teeth, 28%. Uh, many have a dry shampoo instead of a full wash, that's 58%. Oh, who does that? And straighten clothes rather than ironing them, 8%. And uh, So this allows them more time to abuse people on Twitter. But it's ridiculous, exactly. It says, uh, in, the bloke who did the survey said, in today's busy and demanding society, it's no surprise lack of time is such big anxiety for Britain. Time-saving products and services are becoming necessary for people to get through their working day and free up personal time to do exactly what you say, Paul. Spend time abusing yeah. people on Twitter and Facebook. Indeed. Well done. Bit of news breaking. You see this? Gary Balance, Yorkshire and England, said he's going to be taking a bit of time away from the game, and they've asked that 
privacy be respected during this time? So yeah, he's had a little bit of a difficult time, really, yeah. in and out of the England team, and you know it's been hard for him. He was, he's always been under pressure, and that must take its toll. So yeah, yeah well, let's wish him well and see him back on the pitch as soon as possible. Indeed. Uh, do you want a quick T20 birthday spread? So I've got to try and guess the age of this person. Get, try and, guess, yeah. and how many years do you think I'll be out, roughly? Either Ooh, way, this is a tricky one. I'm, I think you could go wrong here. Well, I'm okay. going. I think 15. I'm giving you a big spread. And it's a very, very happy So I've got to be within 15, sort of seven and a bit either way, basically. I yeah. could be over or above. Yeah, okay. Natalia Osipova. Uh, she is, in fact, Kenneth Walsenham's... Kenneth Walsenham. Kenneth, Kenneth Walsenham's favourite dancer. Why is that? They think it's all Osipova. Oh, OK. Right, fair enough. But what does she do? She's the principal dancer with the Royal Ballet of London. 32... What is she? 32. Well, she's a dancer. She's not going to be 83, is she? <laughs> she might have been an old dancer. Well, you are. It doesn't mean she is. <laughs> See, I didn't ask for this. Uh, Tony Rumsey and Chris Perrymid. Um, I didn't ask for... Uh, what's the other one uh, we've got here? Chris Tootin Commons. Come on, says Gus in Dorset. <laughs> that really is it now. No more of those. If, if the sun could uh, avoid Nigel Sphinx, then you can do your bit as well, gentlemen. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J to get in touch this afternoon. Uh, Alan wonders if they have half Viking, half Saxon scarves in the British Museum Club shop. <laughs> yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, do they? Um, well, yeah, 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 that's um, half Roman. Yeah, half, that's not a bad idea. It's a good so, idea. Any, what, what do they have in the British Museum Club shop? They obviously have got a bit of football stuff yeah. now. So um, they probably have like predators, but with laces up the leg. <laughs> be a bit like that, wouldn't it? Like Roman boots. Yeah, it's a. It's, a, it's not my favourite museum, the British Museum. Do you, I, you always think what's it. your favourite museum? Well, I like, seven I, one. I like the. Uh, Why National don't you Gallery. like the? What's what's not in there that, that you feel should be then the British Museum? It's a, it's a lot of old stuff, isn't it? It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of sculptures. Yeah, there is a of, there is a lot of old stuff. A lot of old stuff. A lot of old stuff. There we are. So look out for Andy on his new show on BBC Four. <laughs> Yeah. New variation on a whole. Do you like museums with a lot of new stuff in then, do you? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> a lot of, uh, I, I like painting rather than sculpture or old helmets, if you'll pardon the expression. <laughs> you know what I mean? They do have a lot of that sort of thing, old Viking helmets. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a big fan. Do you not try? Don't you not sm smash the glass and try them on? No wonder I can't go back in. I like the British Museum because I've been banned from it. Clearly, yes, I haven't been banned. Uh, well done to you. Don't you sort of just climb in the tomb for a little photo op? <laughs> Quick, take it quickly before that bloke in the peak cat I comes around again. I tell you what, I did enjoy there the uh, the Chinese warriors. That was a very fine exhibition they had. Yeah, the, the uh, I can't remember what they're called now. What are they called? The Terracotta Army. Oh yeah, Terracotta Army. Terracotta Army. Terracotta Army. <laughs> Bloke playing the trumpet at the front today. Where do we come from? from? China. <laughs> Subscribe to the Hawksby and Jacobs weekly podcast today and get all the highlights of the week delivered direct to you every Thursday. Interesting news there from Victoria about Will Smith recording the World Cup song. Oh, wow. Not his first football song. Actually, he's had a, quite a few out. Oh, has so, he really? Yeah, yeah. Get Jiggins with it. The one about uh, the, uh, the Sun's football, football writer. writer yeah. Yeah. Uh, Fresh Prince Boateng of Bellerin. <laughs> that's, a bit, that's a bit convoluted oh it certainly is yeah. I'm sure you can do better ok not um, you I, I, mean, I, you I, I was just I was reading something so mm. this right Will Smith's done a, F, a World Cup song yeah it? apparently yeah the official World Cup song There's yeah, no, oh, the not, official one yeah not the FA not the England one yeah yeah it's not, that would be balmy no he's done a one for the for FIFA oh ok I bet it's sensational sensational well, so we should oh, try and play fan, a little yeah. bit later on when's yeah. it out have they said um, no Okay, all right. Well, we'll let, thank you very much for that information. <laughs> I'm not that interested. I just lie. want to do those two. Why don't you say next gags? Wednesday? No one's going to pick you up, and who's going to look? <laughs> Did you see you know, this all that uh, volcano in Hawaii? Yeah, it's and uh, it's got a football link. It's called Madame Pele, which is a bit of an odd thing, isn't it? And the, it's even more of a football link. There's the governor of Hawaii. He's a guy called David Ike. Is that is, right? Yeah, not right. Ike, but Ike. Ah, oh, David Eig. Eig. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. There you go. They, they have quite, uh, well, not that interesting bring at all, really. That back to sport. <laughs> yeah, marvellous. Um, that was interesting this morning. It was funny. I was listening to the breakfast show, and Alan and Dean were, they, they were sort of reacting. This is what, it's a sort of very modern thing. They were reacting to a headline about Trent Alexander-Arnold, yeah. basically saying that he's up for Ronaldo, uh, playing against Cristiano Ronaldo. He's not losing any sleep about facing Cristiano Ronaldo. And they were saying it's a bit disrespectful and all well, that. Well, it's, it's a, it's a yeah. tabloid. He never staple. said it. It's he a never staple, said it? anything about Ronaldo. So when you actually read it, there's nothing yeah. in there about Ronaldo. No. 
It's incredible, isn't it? Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, so you say to the player, are you worried about playing Cristiano Ronaldo? So what's he going to say? I'm, 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 I've not slept. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'm petrified. <laughs> petrified. And I think the manager might argue that that could give him a bit of an advantage. So he says... Well, no, I'm going to do my absolute best. I know he's a fantastic player. I respect him. <laughs> so that then, in tabloid parlance, that becomes he's not scared of him. I know. He didn't even talk about him, though, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. And uh, would you say that uh, Arnold Allen is an accountant or a rising star in the UFC? Well, uh, I mean, I, I'm guessing the way you've put that. <laughs> He's not an accountant. No, he's not. But you should see my man, Arnold Allen. <laughs> That's a great accountant yeah. sportsman's name, isn't it, Arnold Allen? I bet he doesn't need a credit controller, does he, <laughs> when he hasn't been paid? No. <laughs> That's true, yeah. Very, very true. Mm. And uh, what amazing shots. I am looking forward to seeing uh, to speaking to the people about this uh, cows on pitch, 180 of them. Yeah. Incredible. And, uh, of course, the captain. I was wondering, actually, what formation they, they set up in. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Imagine they're quite attacking. But back 50. Yeah, they probably, they probably would do. I don't know what they do. They'd like to play like a wing yeah. backs. I've got no idea. One of them showed some good ball control. Yeah. Um, if you want to go and check out the, the, uh, the little video that's out there, it's on quite a few of the newspapers. But the cows, they invade the pitch. There are going to be a lot of cow footballers, the, aren't There's one or two of the players trying to be brave, but most of them are petrified of the cows, you can tell. Well, they, you just, know, they, they kind of... Uh, they keep away. Well, it's not surprising. A cow on the move, you know, they, they're quite really? big. You, know, you don't How want to get in the way. How far can they go? 60 mile an hour? <laughs> not that fast. Oh, okay. I don't think they're that fast, really. But mm. uh, you know, we'll, we'll chat about that later. Yeah. I watched the Chelsea Flower Show yesterday. Did, did you? I do like that. It was Celebrity it just, it just got the word Chelsea in it. Yeah, that's the only reason I watch it. You feel duty bound. I do feel duty bound. I know, I enjoy it. It's a bit ridiculous. I bet if it was the Arsenal flash, you wouldn't be anywhere near it. <laughs> I wouldn't it, go would anywhere near it. No. I said to the wife, why are we watching this? We haven't even got a garden. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not like rubbing it in. You can't take any of the tips, can you? <laughs> not really. They haven't no. got a window box section, have they? Not Chelsea? really. Yeah. Or, yeah, or a house plant. Mm. It was Celeb Day. I don't know what they... Did you get Roman's ticket? Is that what happened? Yeah. The woman who I really like, the one who was, you know, sounds a bit like Alan Oh, these flowers. She, she was not it for some reason. One that looks like she's about to fall into the hedgerows. Yeah. <laughs> and she the sounds other, good. I've, the other bloke, the, the lispy bloke, it sounds a bit like gardening Harry Kane. <laughs> He's good as well. Oh, it's a good Gardening fun, Harry Kane. Gardening Harry Kane. Congratulations to Harry Kane, of course. Oh, of course, yeah. The England captain. Have you, were, you, were you ever captain? Were you ever captain of the I was never team? captain of any. I have was captain, I, No, I've captained cricket teams, so that's always that's always a good thing. A have captain you really? of a cricket team is different to, obviously, uh, to a football captain. Mm. You have more to do. It's not an original thought. But, you know, that's that's true. You know, and a lot of people... It, it, it's a funny thing with Twitter. I mean, somebody else said, can I be the... I think it was Max. Can I be the 28th person to tell you that Harry Kane is the New England captain? Because yeah. that's what happens on mm. your timeline. It just mm. gets... You just see the same bit of news over and over again. But, yeah. what, you know, and then sort of people saying, well, does it actually matter? I mean, it's, it's an important role, but probably slightly overstated. It's ceremonial, really, isn't he? He's the one that can go and speak to the ref officially. He's the yeah. one who's called together with the other captain when it all goes off. But beyond that, I mean, no, it, I it, suppose he can rouse the team mm, and sort mm. of, you know, sort out if anybody's, you know, because that's one of the big things when people go away and... You know, there's a whole bunch of them. They're away for five or six weeks together. Some, some of them, they're only young guys. Some yeah. of them will have problems. Some of them will be homesick. Some of them will just have the normal problems that you, people have. Yeah, sure. So a captain, from that point of view, pays. I think plays an important role mm. if, he, if he can be a sort of you know can be a reporting link. back to the management. Yeah. that's very true. So they've spotted stuff, and he seems like a really good bloke. So yeah. you know, I'm sure it's a great. Optimist, uh, um, optimistic, great appointment. I it, it's a great optimistic. It, it is. <laughs> no, the reason I just see my notes, Matt mm. over optimistic Scott. Honestly, he's fantastic. Matt. Well, his tweets are amazing. Well, we are going to talk about Unai Emery yeah, very but, shortly. Honestly, you think no one else need turn up next season? Arsenal have already won it. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> well, he comes with some pedigree. Didn't have a great time in uh, France, particularly. But uh, Guillaume Balaguer joins us shortly because he was he did very well at Sevilla, of course. Um, but before that, Andy. Um, captains in cricket there's no kind of thing visibly marks you out as the skipper in cricket does it you don't wear an armband or no there's nothing at all is no, it? it's interesting it? in football yeah, true, they insist that you have to be marked out uh, as the skipper I don't quite know why that is but um, is an armband enough you know you just wonder if there were other ways that you could or if it if it kind of flashed the armband or or a hat or a hat. something tell me tell me, a, tell me better than a if you've got an armband alternatives for the skipper because it and Harry came wearing a top hat that would be see, that would be good wouldn't it we are we are you know 
Yeah. England, after all. You know, yeah, it'd be quite good. nice, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, also your life as the skipper, did you ever get, did you did you step up to the role where you said, no one else wants to do it, you can be the captain? And uh, what did that entail? Ideally, not that you went out there and won 5-0, because that's just showing off. But uh, if your uh, short time as a skipper in any sport went ever so slightly pear-shaped, uh, tell us about how you got the job and uh, what went wrong this afternoon. So as we salute Harry Kane as he gets the uh, the armband or the hat, um, tell us this afternoon what it was like when you stepped up to captain the team in any sport. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J or 08717 We didn't ask for this Paul on the Wirral. I oh, know it's not Paul on the Wirral. We didn't ask for this Gareth. We didn't ask for... Franny Heffers. We didn't ask for any cow-related footballers. What makes you think we'd be that shallow? I like. You've already one. come up with a couple of Andy, haven't you? Well, probably. Yeah, yeah. by proving the point. I'm not going to do that. No, go on. No, don't don't get upset about it. Well, what are they? Mind. Carlos Dunga. <laughs> there you go. That's not bad. Yeah. Take that one. No, because the others are not good enough. They're not of the sufficient quality. I wasn't happy with them. Really? Yeah. You know, okay. you've got to, you can imagine how bad they are. God, <laughs> if you're not doing them, they must. If I'm not doing them. They must be stink like Dunga. <laughs> exactly. Um, 0871722344 to get in touch. Talksport.com, text 81089. Tweet TSH and Joe. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you've been at Wembley all season. Yeah. One thing we noticed on Saturday, somebody wrote a, t- a letter to the Times today mm-hmm. talking about there was a thing about how you could filter out commentators. And this bloke said, Well, can you filter out the loud, intrusive background music? And it's, this isn't an old thing because I, 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 my son agreed with me and he's only in his 30s and there were other people, young people around. The music that they play at Wembley, the <coughs> loudness of it. The, really? It's so atmosphere killing. I mm. don't I don't get it. I don't get who is thinks... Is this what, around the game, before the match? Before and... the game. It's the, uh, before the game and also at half-time when the players came back on the pitch. Mm. It's so ear-splittingly loud and it's unpleasant. You think, what? what is it? Who thinks that's a good idea? I've not really noticed it. I've got to be I, honest. I fe- I had a Maybe you're I... right next to a speaker. No, I had a feeling they wouldn't do it for the Spurs games. I, I felt it was like an FA Wembley... Yeah, sort of package thing. Party atmosphere. Oh dear! I know they've not done it for the top. Not that I can particularly remember. They used to turn the speakers right up if he'd lost badly to drown out the boo. <laughs> really? In the old days, oh, at the, the lake, yeah. old Pete and whoever's on the decks would whack it right up there, play a bit of ACDC so you couldn't hear the booing. A lot of people like to hear the crowd cheering, and then you know, so it's a strange thing, but it's something they do. But uh, it doesn't add to to the Wembley experience. Bob and I broke his nail pin with Aberdeen Angus Gun and Jersey Dudek. We didn't ask for these. Bob. <laughs> didn't ask for them. Bovine, Bovine Zenden, says Rico. We didn't ask for him, mate. Patrick Berger, says Phil. Phil, we didn't ask. Subscribe to the Hawksby and Jacobs weekly podcast today and get all the highlights of the week delivered direct to you every Thursday. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs uh, here on Talk Sports and uh, shocking uh, story here from Guernsey. Game of football going on. And uh, 180 cows that basically just appeared on the pitch. That's a that's a sizable number, isn't it? <laughs> it's Three really. or four would be quite scary. The groundsman was pleased. They didn't have to cut the grass the week after. Pro- probably not. No, that's very true. Um, so let's find out more about it. Uh, Nick Lee Morgan is the coach of Thrive Physiotherapy FC. Uh, they were playing in the match. Uh, good afternoon, Nick. Good afternoon. So, uh, well, I mean, I, I probably ex- I, I described it, but just talk us through it. What, at what point of the game you at when you were invaded? Uh, well, it was about three minutes into the second half. We were we were leading two one, mm. uh, and I, I heard a sort of tremendous commotion from behind one of the goals, um, and I turned to see what it was, and and, and all I can describe it as a tsunami of cows trotting onto the pitch. <laughs> uh, it's an having incredible... Broken out of the, having broken out of the adjacent field. Mm. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't like one or two uh, that had gone AWOL. It was, uh, so the farmer told us, it was 180. Right. Um, and, and there were three very stressed farmers trying to stop them invading the pitch. But, but three farmers versus 180, 500-pound animals. Yeah. Um, there's only ever going to be one winner. So... Really, there was nothing they could do to stop them, and they just invaded the pitch, wandered around, went onto the, you know, the, the game, the pitch that we were playing on, went onto the training pitch nearby, ate the hedge, um, and quite, uh, quite a few of them left deposits all over the pitch. Nice. Did you, do you know what spooked them? What, what made them sort of suddenly bolt for your pitch? 
we don't know, and it's uh, not not top of our list of priorities to find out. Um, but uh, I, I think it's a case of when one breaks free, they all just follow. Um, so they thought we'll, we'll go on a little um, twenty-five minute holiday. So you know, hundred eighty of them came onto the pitch. How did they get in? Was the the fence broken? Well, or something? It, it, no, no, it's a, it's the the, the the pitch that we play on is, is uh, has a, a couple of very large fields adjacent to it, and they're only about forty yards from the pitch. So, um, really, I'm surprised it hasn't happened before, to be honest. Because at any time, if they, if they wanted to just sort of burst through the hedge, it's not it's not very uh, thick hedge, so so they can get through very easily. Um, so I'm surprised it hasn't more happened more often. But you know, I think one just decided, no, I, I fancy going on a little. Little wander and, uh, and they all just uh, they all just followed. Most of them did seem fairly disinterested in the game, but there was one that came over and just a little bit of ball control with the end the end of its nose, which I thought was uh, quite nice. Yeah, I mean, given given that was fourth tier of uh, of Guernsey football, probably one or two of them were better than some of the players actually on the pitch. <laughs> but uh, we've no plans to sign them. So, um, did you get underway again, or did you just give it up? No, about. You know, five minutes into it, I mean, you know, they were just all over the pitch, and it was it was just clear that uh, there was no way we could carry on. So we just we just shook hands and said, "Okay, we'll call it call it a draw." Um, yeah, the game didn't count for anything. It was really the end of the season, uh, and um, we decided at that point, well, we've got to try and help the farmers because there's only three of them, and it's sort of one farmer for every sixty cows. So mm. so we just picked up um, picked up corner flags, bibs, bits of hedge, anything we could get our hands on to try and shepherd these uh, these animals back to where they came from. And it probably took, when they first appeared on the pitch, it probably took pushing 25 minutes before we could actually get them all back uh, into, uh, back back to their field. So it was, um, but everybody thought it was absolutely hilarious. So um, there was there was no great damage done. Unfortunately, there was a game the next night. Was, mm. This was last Thursday. There was a game next night. Uh, and the poor groundsman had to, um, uh, had to do quite a lot of work preparing the pitch, put it that way. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that, that there, weren't, there weren't many sliding challenges going in. Put it that no, way. no, don't blame them. They are, I mean, you've got to be yeah. careful with cows. There's a number of cow deaths in this country every year. Um, you know, they, they can charge, and of course, you, as you discovered, close up, they're pretty big. So it was good. That they were safe. They fairly, look fairly docile. They do look these. quite fa- fairly good humours. They're kind of just eaten. Um, well... Uh, yeah, I have to say uh, it was an interesting uh, reaction from some of our players. Cause some of them uh, scarpered, um, and the, <laughs> some of the braver ones sort of stood their ground and tried to uh, tried to shepherd them away. But yeah, they are when you get up close, they are pretty big, and they can also go very very fast. Certainly faster than most of our players. Uh, <laughs> and um, I did I did I did go eye to eye with with one, and I, I, I have to confess I, I sort of backed off a little bit because he, he or she wasn't going anywhere. Uh, and we did all check very carefully underneath to make sure there were no balls. Oh, yeah. And, uh, at, that point, <laughs> at that point, I think everybody would have scarpered. And there probably would have been more deposits on the pitch as well. Wow. Well, I'd say 180 cows. One cow on a pitch would normally, you know, yeah, stop well, the game. Well, it would cause a bit of... <laughs> I mean, you know. Yeah. 180, you're going to abandon it, aren't oh, you? I think that yeah. makes much more sense. And Nick, thanks for talking us through it. All right, my pleasure. There we are. Nick Lee Morgan, their coach of Thrive Physiotherapy. FC. Oh, have they got their own physio, I wonder? <laughs> so if someone gets injured, yeah. you must come on and say, you tell you exactly what it is that he's done, <laughs> yeah. and then tell you you're doing it wrong when you try and treat him. Can't be a lot of fun, <laughs> can't it? be really. Under a lot of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport. Anyway, you're sending us some very interesting stuff named after celebrities, after Dame Shirley Bassey had a uh, one of the Snowden, um, what do you call them? Trains. Trains that, yeah. that take you up Cable Snowden. Cars, okay, so. Yeah, that'll yeah. do, yeah. Named after uh, I got a little fr- uh, Flyby propeller plane a few years back. Uh, it, says, it says J. Um, and uh, from Bright- uh, Birmingham to Newquay, and it was called Matt Letissier. Yeah. There we are. What a great honour for him. And there's an 110 bus which goes between Wakefield and Leeds, named after Jonathan Ross, who's from, who's from Leightonstone. That's right. How does that work? That's Stephen right, Bancroft. Yeah. Thank you very much. Keep them coming. Listen to the Hawksby and Jacob Show live every Monday to Friday afternoon from 1. Broadcasting across the UK on DAB Digital Radio. Online at talksport.com or via the TalkSport app. Hawksby, Andy Jacobs uh, here on TalkSport. It's not a problem getting through. 
to uh, the uh, guests. We were hoping to chat to about the World Cups. So we'll, we'll do that later. Mm. But in the meantime, Andy, you, you read me a little story the other day from the papers. You wanted to know more. It's a classic Johnny Nash. Yeah, more, more questions, questions than answers. Yeah. Uh, here's the story. A football fan walked 40 miles to a Wembley Cup final but missed the game. Andrew Booth trekked. I don't even know what that is. From Rochester, Kent, for the Sunday's FA Trophy clash. But he arrived too late to pick up his ticket and had to watch Brackley beat Bromley on penalties in a pub. He said it all went a bit wrong. Well, uh, we want to know more. Why, why did he walk? Why did he get there late? Why <laughs> couldn't he just story. go in late? It never even happened. <laughs> now let's find out. Uh, Andrew uh, Booth joins us now. Andrew, good afternoon. Hello there. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's, that was number one then. So why didn't you get a train? Right, basically, I run a pub in Rochester called the Granville Arms. And one of the customers, I was speaking to one of the customers, and we were doing quite well in the FA Trophy. I'm a Bromley supporter. Right. And I sort of drunkenly said, look, if we get in the final, I'll walk to Wembley. <laughs> and a bet's a bet, and we did get in the final. No choice. <laughs> oh, dear. So okay. how long should it have taken? Uh, you'd obviously looked on Google Maps or something. It, it, it gave it a 13 and a half, 14 hours. 40 miles exactly. Right. Okay. But also, I'm in training for um, this, uh, like a charity event for the Army Benevolent Fund in a couple of weeks of a 54-mile walk. So it was all good training. Okay, oh, yeah. so, so you're in good re- shape, and yeah, so you would have been fit. confident in making it in time. So so what happened? Right, well, I was walking with my partner, Julia. Mm-hmm. Now, we sort of, we got, in fact, we were right by Welling FC, was halfway, 20 miles. Yeah. Still feeling good, but within the next sort of few miles, her, her footwear fell apart. Right. Really bad blisters. <laughs> oh, um, no. So we, by the time we got to sort of near Elephant and Castle, she'd slowed down and had to space had to stop. Hmm. So I got her to the train station, but that had sort of wasted a bit of my time, you know. <laughs> so I was a bit behind at that point. Right. So I've got 12 miles to go from Elephant and Castle, if I remember rightly. Um, I got to north of Hyde Park, mm-hmm. following the map on my phone. Then my phone battery died. Oh, so, in the meantime, she's got the uh, train up to Wembley, met up with my daughter and my daughter's boyfriend, who are already there. Yeah. <laughs> and they just basically made the decision that if I wasn't there for quarter to four, which is half an hour to go, they were just going to go in without me. Right. And uh, that's what they did. And I got there at ten to four, five minutes after that. So they had nowhere, nowhere <laughs> to leave your ticket. Of course, you ticket. couldn't phone them to tell them to come down and pass the ticket. I couldn't tell them where I was or, you know, you know leave it under the car or you know, leave it on the car tyre or something. But, yeah. So the missus slows you up with her shoddy footwear, then gets to see the game and leaves you outside. Yeah, they all got to see it and I didn't. Yeah. Okay. That's so, that's so, is she that's a cruel. Bromley fan or not? So, yeah, no, no, I was the only Bromley, proper Bromley fan out of the four as well, oh. so gutted. Yeah. So what did you do for the rest of the game? You just went to the pub and watched it? I basically, yeah, I went over, they've got a Wetherspoons there, and I just went online on my tablet, which I luckily had in my rucksack, and I watched it on the BT Sport app. How did oh. you meet them afterwards, actually? You still didn't have a phone? No, because I, I she had texted me earlier in the journey to say where the car was. Right. Oh. So I knew, I knew where they'd be after the game. Oh, well. So you didn't even watch it in a sort of pub with other, uh, you sat there on your on your iPad or whatever, on your laptop yeah, watching yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In a pretty much empty pub because everyone was in Wembley. <laughs> no. That's bleak, isn't it? And, only... uh, and of course, uh, the game went to extra time and penalties. And, uh, it did, yeah. And it didn't but, work uh, out for you, did it? Bra- Brackley well, won. I suppose, because uh, we, yeah, because Brackley won, I'm not too bad, not too sad. I missed it, I suppose. Wow. Know? Well, it all makes sense now. This is so good that, you know, you see, you read a little story like that where there's a lot of questions. Yeah. And Usually yeah. it turns out that when we do this, that you, you were I'm never there. I'm not a Bromley fan. I never you went. You don't support Bromley. Yeah. You never walked anywhere in your life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> turns out to be it's true. Great. It's all predominantly true, which is uh, excellent. So that's a, that's a sad story, Andrew. Very, uh, very unlucky. But um, maybe there'll be another time. Bromley, go back next year. Well, like I say, and if it can generate any interest in sponsorship for our for our team, we've got a team of six from the pub doing this catering yomp up in Scotland on June the 9th. So it's 54 miles in 24 hours. Wow. Um, but if, uh, if anyone wants to donate, they just go to the Army Benevolent Fund page, press donate and look for our team. It's called the Lost Boys. Excellent. Brilliant. Good Very luck with, good luck with that. Is best luck. And is the, is the wife doing that walk as well or not? Yes, yes, yes. She is okay. New yes. pair, of, oh, yeah. New, new shoes. New by pair then. of walking shoes. Fantastic, <laughs> <laughs> good man. I can still see you walking the last leg with a dead phone battery while she's already in the pub having a pint. I can see that. Well, yeah. There we go. I, I got there. I got just oh, five, just for the sake of five minutes. Oh well, oh, good stuff, Andrew. Thanks very much Thanks, for joining Andrew. us. All the best. Oh, it's nice to talk to you. There we are, Andrew Booth. There, who, <laughs> yes. So there it was. That's why yeah. he missed the start of the game. What a sad story. It's sad, actually. Yeah. 
couldn't she have done the old line said, look, you know, you leave me. Yeah. You know, you go on ahead without me. That's why also, if you're going to set off in that way, I know they probably thought about this. Work themselves. a bit of fat into it. Why not Give have us the ticket on you? <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, it's why not true. set out with the ticket <laughs> in your pocket. Now. Too late now, he's gone. See, you've, you've created another Johnny Nash question. <laughs> Hawksby and Jacobs Weekly from Talk Sport. So there we are. Uh, and as promised... What a week it was. Indeed, what a week it was. And as promised, we've got a little bit of added value. It's F.S. Truman, the legendary Yorkshire and England bowler. And a song, we don't know when he brought it out, but... Uh, <laughs> It, it's, we're going to play it now. and uh, well, I, I think it was the 1962 Yorkshire entry for Eurovision. I think it, it's got a bit of a Eurovision feel. Anyway, here it is. It simply isn't cricket. Come on, Fred. Sing. I've encountered many characters from Edding Little Old. Now, time, many I've got on with, with others I've crossed swords. Not everyone agrees with you or with the way you are. <laughs> That's the reason. He hadn't, he hadn't plugged his headphones in. <laughs> so, should we start again then? Let's start again. What, the whole thing? No, just not the whole thing, the song. Just the song, because you could... Andy hadn't plugged his headphones in. Well, it's all right. In. Just start the song again and then cut it together. That's I fine. thought we might keep all this in, but there we are. Oh, you could I, that, was my, that was my thinking. Oh, yeah. As I tried there, but you really didn't pick up on that, did you? As I, I was talking to them like I was talking to the audience. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I thought, we might, I thought we might keep it in as a bit of I'll keep all of this in. Oh, yeah, no, get rid of this. <laughs> no. I've said Deliberately. No, I do want to get it because that's eggy. Badly eggy. Okay. Just play the song again. They're going to leave it in. Here he is. Eventually. I've encountered many characters from Edding Little Old. With many I've got on with, with others I've crossed swords. He's not even attempting to keep in time with the music. Not singing, this he's is talking. What they'll utter if they catch you up the bar. Though it simply isn't cricket, Fred, it simply isn't done. Use expletives when you're vexed or when they score a run. Stiff up a lip, old boy, you know you're on a sticky wicket. To misbehave the way you do, it simply isn't cricket. Very old school, isn't it? He didn't have a thing about yeah, authority and, yes. you know, gentlemen well, and players. he didn't like posh people, so he didn't. I think that's why he's doing it in a posh yeah, voice. Yeah, this is his posh voice, his phone voice. Yeah, when I have been on tour. Yeah. The phone has not agreed with me and his stomach's been right sore. What's the seat of the game there? Ask your back the answer comes. Tomorrow you can take it, we'll be going for the runs. Hey everybody. Where's the bit where he knocks the bloke out yeah. and he had to be carried off? Don't you think we should get Goffey to re-release this? <laughs> that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> you great plans for Goffey. You wanted to do it indoor league. I do want him to do indoor. I basically want him to become Fred. <laughs> and we'll cash in on it. Yeah. We'll get him a big thick cardi and a pipe. It's a good idea. Should we leave that there? Oh, I could listen to this all night. Key change. Oh, oh, here we go. Key change. He's still, s- still talking, though, despite the key change. Pompous ass was on the Pompous tour with me. Oh, I asked you to do that. 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 I asked you we get the oh, idea with that. Him, Basically, Fred like Truman. MacArthur Park. It was about it's 25 minutes long. Got a guitar like Leonard Skinner's Freebird, but a 20-minute guitar solo. Yeah. So there we are. That was Fred well, Truman. Was now and again, as part of this, we might give you a bit of added value, an incentive to download yeah. us. Or oh, we'll play that again next week. <laughs> See if you bother <laughs> to come at it from a end. different angle. <laughs> we'll just reimagine it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thanks for downloading us. There'll be another one next week. And, of course, don't forget to tune in between 1 and 4, uh, Monday to Friday on TalkSport. This man was being so blasé into the bargain <laughs> that I was really furious. And I'm afraid I hit him in the mouth and he had to be carried off. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 